0: Hi, welcome to the Ellen Show. I'm Ellen, your host for this great talk show that informs. I'm coming to you from KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas. KZSM is true community radio. My show airs on Thursday nights from 7 to 8 and on Mondays from 8 to 9 on again kzsm.org. And if you miss my show, you can follow me on SoundCloud or Anchor. Now, if you're going to go on Anchor, that's a n c h o r dot f m, type in the Ellen B. Show. If you go to my Facebook page, just type in Ellen Braverman. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to this show. Today, before though, I tell you what my topic's going to be and who my guests saw, I have to read you a disclaimer. <clears throat> Here goes. The opinions expressed on this show are those of its hosts and guests and not of the opinions of KSM or its governing body, SMTXCRA. Okay. So now, since I read my disclaimer, um, I'll introduce my guests. Okay, throughout our history, many different kinds of people have come seeking political, religious, and economic freedom. Today, with the help of my three guests, we'll be talking about one such group called the Free Thinkers, who came from Germany between 1845 and 1860, and about 1,000 settled in Texas, between and west of San Antonio, New Brunfels, and Fredericksburg. I thought that was very inf- very. Um Interesting. So help me welcome Shirley Ogletree, a teacher of psychology at TSU part-time. Welcome. Thank you. And Gil Foma who taught in the philosophy department, also at TSU, now retired, welcome. And Jim Barry, who worked as a civilian employee at one of the military bases in San Antonio. Now all three are present day free thinkers. So I wanna thank you all for coming. I can't wait to find out more about the free thinkers. So um, how about if we give just a little bit of history? I know they came from Persia. They st- the the movement started in Persia, Prussia, sorry, Prussia, in 1740, where the free thinkers originally came from. And um, who would like to talk about uh, about some of the history? <laughs> They're all pointing to Jim. Okay, Jim.
1: I can I can talk a little about it. Okay, uh, go ahead. Um, along with. Many German immigrants that settled uh, here in Texas, mainly in New Braunfels, um, the freethinkers came. Some of them that came were freethinkers. And many of them went on out of New Braunfels, basically up the Guadalupe further, and settled in the, the regions that you mentioned about between San Antonio and uh, and Fredericksburg. But Sisterdale, Comfort, Luchenbach.
0: Were and, some of the areas yeah, that they Yeah, and Bernie
1: were were probably the major areas where they. there were only about a thousand of them. And they went up there and, and took homesteads and did farming. And, and uh, they were a pretty remarkable group. They were mostly educated. Um, they had fled Germany, Prussia to flee political tyranny and religious tyranny right most of them were as I say highly educated yeah that's they were right. often called the Latin communities because many of their meetings that was uh, the language of educated people in in Europe at that time and and they so they held their discussions and their meetings in Latin
0: they did <laughs> Uh, oh, see that. And that's, so they were oh, called Latin
1: Latin communities, also as in okay. to free All right. communities. I know a little more about one of the gentlemen called Adolph Duai. Okay. Uh, because he wrote a rather remarkable memorial about himself um, and his journeys uh, from the coast into New Braunfels. He established one of the first schools in New Braunfels. Oh. So he was an educator right he wrote for the newspaper i think he was editor for a while was that
0: the newspaper that got burnt down hmm? did did then did that was that the newspaper that got burnt no no the the, this was no. the
1: new Braunfels Herald-Zeitung. oh okay but he split with the newspaper publisher over the question of secession okay uh, and so he went into san antonio established his own newspaper which was called zaitung also he wrote about secession about anti-slavery
0: because he was that- against secession right oh yes yeah
1: and 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 he was anti-slavery in many ways they were remarkable because they were very much ahead of their time in a lot of their thinking they were against uh, uh they were for uh child labor laws which were wow. basically non-existent then they were for women's suffrage which, of course, was a long time after that in coming, abolishing religious instruction in public schools and, and several things that were, like I say, very far ahead of their time. Yeah, the abolition of capital punishment, the abolition of all temperance laws. Germans like their beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in, so, But many of their ideas were considered very radical at the time. Yes. And, of course, uh, being anti-slavery in Texas at that time was considered pretty radical. And Duay's and, and, uh, newspaper in San Antonio, his offices were burned down, and he basically was run out of San Antonio oh. um, prior to the Civil War. Okay. Spent a little time up in comfort in the hill country. Okay. with the other freethinkers, and then moved on to New York, and he's widely credited with establishing the first kindergarten.
0: He was? Yes,
1: in in, in the U.S., and, and starting the kindergarten movement. So he was quite a person, and they all were in some ways. Yes. And of course, I think uh, you've talked to Lamar about the um, fact that since so many of them were against secession and and didn't want to join the Confederacy, and as the war moved on, there was an impressment by the Confederates that uh, young men between I don't remember the age of probably eighteen and thirty or I don't know what the age was, right. but they were impressing young men into the Confederate Army, being pretty hard on people that didn't join. <laughs> So there was a group of them, of of the freethinkers, that tried to go down to Brownsville and into Mexico. There they hoped to establish, get a ship to New Orleans, Uh which had been overtaken by the Union Army, and they were going to join the Union Army, but they were caught on the way. Right. And uh, there was a battle, and some people say a massacre. Right. And many of them were killed. And so there's a monument in Burney, I mean, in Comfort now, called the True to Union Monument. It's a federally established monument. True to Union means true to the Union. Oh. In in honor of those uh, people that died trying to escape and and, and fight for the Union.
0: Oh, do you know if they were involved with the uh, Underground Railroad or... I'm sorry? Do you know if they were involved in the Underground Railroad Mm,
1: or... that i'm aware of they may have been they did have um for the time amazingly peaceful relationships with the indians especially with the comanches uh, the comanches would because they traded with them and were friendly with them and probably treated them more as equals than uh, most of the residents of texas did at that time so the comanches would basically pass through the hill country on their way further south and onto the coast in their raids and uh, leave the the hill country free thinkers alone that well was, I
0: understand they also helped them uh, with their crops and everything
1: not very much that I know of uh-huh. and and ever tried to farm in the hill country but that's a pretty rough business too. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly moving rocks <laughs> but uh so they weren't very successful farmers they weren't but they were el- educated people and remarkable in many other ways and after the Civil War during and after the civil war many of them were pretty much scattered and left texas and got out and went to either larger communities and there was a a, a large movement they were considered traitors essentially to the confederate cause
2: Mm -hmm.
3: it's interesting to me though essentially what they were doing is what the pilgrims were doing coming for religious freedom they defined it differently Uh, than what the pilgrims did but essentially perhaps our country had a reputation in Europe as being a place where people could choose to practice a religion that they chose or no religion if they chose
0: yeah that's true that's true Gil you have something to add
1: not really at this point (laughs) it was said of comfort that uh, there was no church in comfort uh, until after the turn of the 20th century are very close to it. So for 50 years the community existed without a church.
0: Right, so, cuz they didn't worship. Yeah. Um they didn't pray or, or anything like that. Right. And then at their funerals they They
1: were secular funerals.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting, right? Um okay. What's what experiences led you guys to become a freethinker? Who wants to
4: Well, I didn't really come as far. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. I attended a congregational church Sunday school, and I was not indoctrinated very much with authoritarian religion. I can't recall ever being frightened of hell and hardly anything was said about heaven. For me to become a freethinker was not all that much of a movement. I had uh, been pretty free in my thinking from the start and I got interested in philosophy about the time I started high school and never recovered.
0: Well, how did you find out about the free thinkers? I mean,
4: well, this free thinkers group uh, just formed four or five years ago, I think. And and
3: our name is Hill Country Free Thinkers. Thank you, Hill. We're the Hill Country Free Thinkers,
0: right? Thank you very much.
4: (laughs) And um, we had mostly known each other and known our position on the subject of free free thought uh before we formed the organization so uh it was a very natural thing for us right no
0: i guess what i meant was like how did you know about the movement the free thinking movement
4: oh the the 19th century 18th and 19th century yeah, i, I your... had read them uh, various things about them over the years, I can't say that I'm historically very knowledgeable.
0: Okay, so we, we're we going to break now, and then when we come back, we'll hear more about the... We'll hear more from the Hill Country free Free-thinkers. Free-thinkers. Freethinkers. Thank you. Okay.
2: Howdy, howdy, y'all. This is Tina, your host of the 5 O'Clock Friday Show. Join me every Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. I'll bring you some fantastic music in rock, country, hip hop, blues, and more. Don't forget to catch my updates in traffic and community events that are going on around town. The Five O'clock Friday Show every Friday from five to seven p.m. on kzsN.org.
0: Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading, or not reading, join us Tuesdays four to six for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world.
1: experience San Marcos, you should come to the river and jump in or go downtown and take a run around to see all the local merchants. But if you want to feel San Marcos, you need to tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 to 10 p.m. and listen to downtown funk with Sammy the Bull playing all the top hits, top grooves, Obscure funk from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you want to get your groove on and reminisce, or if you want to feel like it was back in the day, tune in on Tuesday
0: nights at 9 p.m. Hi, welcome back to the L&B Show. Today I am talking with Shirley Ogletree, Gilf, Fulmer, and Jim Barry from the Hill Country Freethinkers Association. So, if you don't know anything about the free thinkers, um, stay tuned. You'll learn all about them. Okay, Shirley, so why did you become a free thinker? Well, my
3: path was a lot different than Gil's. I grew up very religious in a very religious family in Kansas. I went to a little bitty church college that had about 400 total students. But while I was at the church college, a couple of courses really influenced me. One was a a New Testament course with a very liberal professor Mm -hmm. and the second course was my psychology course so i started thinking um i I majored in psychology but but from that first course i started thinking about well how can it be fair that some people go to heaven that some people go to hell because if who we are are the result of our genes what we're born with and how our parents and our society reared us then it made no sense. It didn't seem at all fair that some poor people who had had horrible upbringings or perhaps genetic tendencies towards violence or aggression or perhaps a brain tumor would end up in hell, whereas other people were a lot luckier and ended up in heaven. So that perspective um, was the starting point of my questioning religion. And the New Testament course, I remember I learned a lot of information that uh, made me question the veracity, the truthfulness, uh, how the books were chosen, um, some of the contradictions among the different books of the Bible. Um, And I remember one time in class, I asked my professor, did he believe in God? And his answer was, well, for him, God was the best in every person. So I went through a number of years of questioning and then just decided, well, I could never know whether there'd be a God or not. So I was at that point an agnostic, and now I would say after 45, 50 more years, I consider myself an atheist.
0: Oh, wow. You had a very interesting journey. Well. To this point.
3: A different journey anyway. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So, how did you find the uh, the organization? How did you find like-minded uh, um, people? Well,
3: one of the Uh, lecturers who had been a military person uh, in San Antonio, his wife was a member of the National Freedom from Religion Foundation. And she was very vocal. Her name was Catherine Farringer. She was very outspoken. She was on a number of TV shows. And so I found the Freedom from Religion Foundation through her and I joined that uh, Gil and I are both lifetime members and several other uh, members in our group are lifetime members, but other people like Jim are not members. But I think I found Jim through the Unitarians, uh, mm-hmm. that I value the San Marcos Unitarian Universalists for their social activism, their humanitarian perspective, and their letting people choose uh, the belief that is right for them if they treat other people in the world with respect and humanity. Maybe that's not fair. Gil goes to the Unitarians. Do you think that's a fair
0: characterization, Gil? That's
1: as
4: good as any.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, Jim, you're next.
1: Well, in some ways, my journey was similar to Shirley's. I grew up in a fundamentalist religion. My family was very religious, uh, we went Here church. in
0: Texas, or?
1: Yeah, up in the, up in the Panhandle. I was raised uh, in a little town called Border, Texas, up in the Panhandle. And we were in church three times a week at least. We weren't having a revival, and then we were there about 10 times a week. <laughs> but, but so a lot of my social life, I was, I was as a young person, uh, a, a child, I was very wrapped up in my religion, Yeah. and as I grew older, I, I continued that. Uh, my parents and, uh, and many of the people in the church and me too, at times, thought that I was probably destined to become a, a minister.
3: And he and, is a uh, very good speaker.
1: Uh, I went. I went to uh, a Bible college uh-huh. for two years here in Texas. Uh, no, that was this was in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Um, but it was a, a a Bible college that was run by people from our denomination, right? Um, and but for the first time in my life, I was away from the influence of my parents, and 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 even though I was still in a Bible college and surrounded by 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 members of that denomination, I've always been a pretty avid reader. I read some Darwin, mm-hmm. and to be honest, Darwin made more sense to me than Genesis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and darwin had a better explanation than the baguettes huh <laughs> yeah.
1: the uh, i thought well but i was still a believer right i just thought that maybe genesis i tried to interpret genesis then as as metaphorical okay it was just a metaphor for and uh, as, as many liberal christians do now i decided that was against the teachings of of my church. So I decided that I really needed to read the Bible for myself. And even though I'd been exposed to the Bible and quoted Bible verses and gone to Sunday school all my life, I never had really undertaken a a really thorough reading of the Bible myself, starting with Genesis and ending with Revelation. Um, So I I undertook that task.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And found out.
1: And, And the more I read, I didn't a lot of it, I, I just could not believe. Uh-huh. Much of it depicted God as vengeful and jealous and cruel. Um, he ordered the, in order to free the uh, the Jews from Egypt, it was said that he killed Egyptian babies. Right, which didn't seem. If God was as powerful as it said he was in Genesis, there should have been lots of ways to get his people out of Egypt if he wanted to do that without killing Egyptian babies.
3: Right. Talk about cruel. Think about Noah's flood.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> he, ordered, he ordered genocide against several people when the, when the Israelites were uh, moving toward Palestine and, and what is now Israel. He ordered that the Midianites mm-hmm. be wiped out completely. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a human genocide. He ordered that all their livestock be killed. Mm-hmm. Women, children, and livestock. He relented on that. Moses begged him, but not very much. <laughs> he said you could keep the young women who were still virgins. Oh, great. If um, <laughs> you shared them with the priests. Wow, well, is that
3: still going on? Well, I guess today in and, <laughs>
1: and the same thing with the livestock. You could keep the perfect ones. If you shared them with the priest.
0: Right. So this opened An- your eyes.
1: Anyway, I decided eventually that I didn't believe in that God. And that if I did, I couldn't worship him.
0: Right. Do you remember how old you were when this <laughs> oh, happened?
1: Probably 19 or 20 at this time. Yeah. So yeah. I, I left the church. It was a traumatic experience for me because it was a break with my family. Did uh, they? Uh, are you
0: still in uh, touch with your family? Oh, or? Yeah. 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 Did they, they forgive well, you for Well, I church?
1: They, I don't think they ever I don't think they ever decided that I wasn't going to hell. They right. <laughs> that they, they loved me and they cared about me still. Right. But they also knew that I was on my way to hell and they they spent a lot of time trying to change my direction, um, but I guess I'm still headed that direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. Um,
1: and everyone has their own definition of what a free thinker is. My definition is it's someone who is willing to question any authority. Any Anyone that makes truth claims is not so far above anybody that they can't be questioned. That makes no difference whether it's a learned professor of philosophy (laughs) or psychology Um, or a holy book a president of the United States yeah that's what I was or or a uh, clerical person a pope or a minister no one has the kind of authority that if they say something that doesn't make sense you shouldn't be allowed to question them about why do you You know, why do you say that or why do you think that's true?
0: What kind of government would a free thinker uh, like?
3: I think we would want a government based on reason and rational laws. Some People could argue for why different laws were good or why different laws were bad. In terms of uh, probably this, Gil would call this a utilitarian point of view, maybe the best for the greatest number of people.
0: And then what about elected officials or... Has the free thinkers movement
1: kind of well? And we want we want a government based on that that respects freedom of conscience, endorse anyone's religious views, even mine, Uh um, um, because we're diverse. Some are strong believers, as I was, and they they shouldn't be discriminated against. Right. And some are non-believers, as I am now. And I don't think I should be discriminated against either. So we're for separation of church and state, for freedom of conscience, a lot of humanitarian values that probably both religious and secular people share. We want uh, we want people to be cared for and taken care of, and, and uh, there be some compassion in our government. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that we would look for, I think.
2: That
0: you would want. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. What um, are there? Are there any political events that your group is uh, involved with or today? Well,
4: as Jim just said, we are very strongly in favor of separation of church and state, and any movement that tries to privilege religious people. Or irreligious people, but that doesn't happen very much in this part of the world. Uh, but we're opposed to privilege of recognition of any views on religion. So we would recommend, we would advocate and support uh, complete separation of church
0: and state. And is that what we have now? In your point of view, I, I, didn't Lamar nearly. send
3: us an article recently that uh, talked about out eight states that prohibit people who are atheists from holding a political including office, including Texas, and, and Texas yeah. is one of those states. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah. There's there's laws on the, in the state constitution that prohibit people who don't believe in a supreme being uh, from holding office. Mm. They're considered unenforceable most by most scholars as unconstitutional and wouldn't stand up the constitutional test. So they're kind of anachronisms in some ways, but they're still on the books. And of course, if you go into court to be a witness,
0: oh yeah, you have to swear.
1: They want you to. Many many courts wish you to swear and and end the oath with the phrase "So help me God," which is difficult for some of us. Um, we have to weigh, I, I remember that I was um, asked to be a witness, a character witness in favor of a woman who was fighting for custody of her children. Right. And in the pre-meeting, the lawyer asked me if I would have any problems with that oath. And I said, yeah, I've got a problem with that. And he said, well, do you have enough problem with it that you're willing to risk the fact that, that you're, testimony will be discounted very much by the by the judges and jurors if you make a point of not wanting to say, So help me God. Right. And I weighed it and being the the courageous strong man I was, I knuckled right under <laughs> <laughs> and I raised my hand and said, So help me God.
0: Um, this, but that
1: kind of coercion is something that
0: what about the Pledge of Allegiance? I know we have for break in like three oh, minutes. But under how God. do you feel about about pledging, taking the pledge?
3: Oh. I, I think that was changed, wasn't it, in the nineteen fifties or something? It 1950s. used to not have the God the in the pledge.
1: Under God we're at
0: it. But I mean, even pledging mm-hmm. to
3: the United States, States. or to God.
2: Well, don't the United
3: States. I don't have a problem pledging my loyalty to the United States. No, I don't either. Nor
4: I, and when we all learned the Pledge of Allegiance the first time, there was nothing about God in the the wording. It was only added in 1954.
1: Yeah, when the the Pledge was written at about the um, uh, turn of the 20th century, at the early part of the 20th century, it wasn't in there until... 55 years later, when, when it was added, during the McCarthy era, when when people were consider, worried about godless communism and wanted to make sure that, that we were on the side of God.
0: Right, <laughs> so it's still in there now, right? Oh what yes, it's God? still in there now. Okay, I, 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 you know I had to think a moment because I say it so fast, you know, after all these years.
4: Some of us just omit those words.
0: I see, okay. All right, I understand that. Okay, we have to break. Um, We'll come back with more about the Hill Country Free Thinkers Association and the free thinkers in general.
2: Join KZSM.org at the Farmer's Market on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by our booth to meet the KZSM DJs on Samarcus' own community radio station. This is a fabulous time to learn what KZSM.org is all about and how you can help by volunteering, donating, or underwriting. Then pick up some fantastic veggies, essential oils, local honey, much-needed coffee, as well as much, much more. We will see you there.
3: The end of a very long week is at hand. You've made it through, whew, it's time for a drink. Pour a cold one, pet the cat, take your shoes off, and just like that, I'm right here with you, in a blink. Spinning the tunes you want to hear and talking to people you want to know. I'm there, kzsm.org, 8 to 10 Central Standard Time. On Fridays, you're listening to Friday Night with Care.
2: This is David, the handsomest boy on radio. Listen every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. till midnight for jazz, fusion, bebop, samba, bossa nova, cool jazz, Latin, and maybe even some reggae and some Afrobeat. That's Tuesday
3: night at 10 p.m. till midnight on KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. This
4: is Uncle Gene. Wherever the drums are beating and dancers are on the floor, that's where you'll find me. If you can't join me at a powwow, then tune in to Indigenous Freedom Radio every Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. for the latest news, music, information, and powwow updates right here on kzsm.org, your true community radio.
0: Hi, if you just tuned in, you're listening to me, The L&B Show, and I'm your host for this great talk show that informs. I'm coming to you from kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. My show airs on Thursdays from 7 to 8, and on Mondays from 8 to 9 on kzsm.org. If you miss my shows, all you have to do is go to anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, Type in the l and b show, and you'll see some of my shows. or you can go to Facebook and type in the Ellen Braverman. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm learning a lot about the free thinkers, and I'm learning a lot about the Hill country free thinkers. And surely you want you had something to say? Would you like to?
3: Sure. Uh, one thing that catches my attention when horrible things happen, like uh, a hurricane or a flood or horrible fire. Many people are killed, but a few people are saved or their house is saved. It's often typical for people to say, well, it's a miracle. God gets the credit. God uh, blessed me. But uh, when bad things happen, God never gets the blame. And to me, that doesn't quite seem fair that God, when good things happen, God gets the credit. But he doesn't get the blame most kids get blamed or adults get blamed it's not just good things but bad things so why should god not get blamed i don't know anybody else have anything well
1: it seems to me that if 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 the god that most christians talk about an omnipotent god who's in control of everything that he gets credit for good things and for bad things he should he should but he doesn't. There seems to be a little hypocrisy there when, when people talk about God rescuing someone or saving someone from a train wreck when there may be 30 other people that were killed in a train wreck and they didn't take care of them. So he ought to get the blame for that. But no, he's not responsible for their deaths. He is responsible for saving lives.
0: Right. And some people feel that we are, that God is not up in the sky, but that we are powerful and that we are yes
1: some there, there are all kinds of conceptions of God right but I'm talking about the, the, the traditional Christian conception is right. that, that God is up in the sky and, and he's in charge of everything he created the world and he controls
0: it. right but there's also alongside of that there's also Another conception now that's being um, a spiritual a spiritual conception.
3: But Jim and I, and probably Gil too,
0: have a problem
3: with the word spiritual.
0: Okay, go ahead.
3: My problem with the word spiritual it implies a dualism. It implies a spirit or a soul that's separate from the body, and I don't believe in that. I think that. Our choices comes from our brain it doesn't come from any soul it doesn't come from any spirit it comes from neural impulses how those ex- past experiences our genetic tendencies interact to uh, lead us to make the choices that we do I don't believe in any kind of dualistic perspective where the spirit is different than the body
0: well but the spirit is part
3: what is the spirit <laughs>
0: maybe we'll talk about that in another show but um your highest self in other words then you have to talk about well, well what my
3: highest self is might not be the highest self to somebody else doesn't what, matter. what? it's
0: just your higher self in other words there's more there's more than just one person you are many people
3: i don't buy that okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the same person, but I may not be aware of uh, all the parts of who I am. Freud, from a psychoanalytic perspective, he uses the iceberg metaphor in which our conscience part of who we are is only the tip of the iceberg. So there may be be many parts of us that we're not aware of, but it's all part of what's going on in my brain. That's what I'm talking about okay
0: yeah that there are many different parts of us and then um you and have reincarnation
3: i don't believe in reincarnation
0: okay does anybody else here
4: not a chance <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so nobody's coming back
4: Not a chance. My, our, our
3: <laughs> molecules believe, you our, you our
0: molecules will come back we're all stardust do you that, believe that you'll have more than one life that you had more than one life not um, at I all think,
1: I think this is it but you know that's not a requirement to be a free thinker to the week you believe right. that right Right. Uh, as I say I, I think agree. free thinker you have to, is basically thinking for yourself right right and uh, yeah. and based on and and using whatever epistemology you have um, my epistemology says based on evidence and reason is the way I make my decisions. And I don't oh, okay. see any, I don't believe in spirits because I see no evidence for spirits. I don't believe in afterlife because I see no evidence for it.
3: Okay, um, but, but Gil's right. We do have members that come to our meetings yeah. who uh, except more of a mystery about life, a spiritual perspective. So certainly we're, the three of us, tend not to take that perspective, but we do have several people who do have that perspective. Yeah, you... Okay.
1: uh, Shirley and Gil and I are probably closer to thinking with each other than probably most of our group. (laughs) But we do have a diverse group, and that's wonderful because you learn things from people who disagree with you more than you do from people who agree with you. That's true. Um, um, It'd be real
3: boring if everybody thought exactly alike.
1: But I'd kind of like to return to to, um, free thought relationship with institutional churches. Sure. Um, We're not against institutional churches. We don't believe what they believe. Right. But we believe in freedom of religion. Right. What we're against is religious privilege that is granted by our government. Uh, one of them is tax-free buildings and tax breaks of all kinds. That's one thing that I wouldn't be in favor of. Mm-hmm. The other is the fact that things like every government meeting or many government meetings, city council, all the way up to the Congress, are begun with a Christian prayer. Not only does that leave out free thinkers, it leaves out a lot of other religions. Right. Our government should be a government of all the people religious non-religious christian muslim jewish and freethinkers. right um and it shouldn't take a position an official position on any of those beliefs or disbeliefs in my view but they do do you think so, that
0: will change
1: so n- not very soon but the
3: supreme Court. I think there's a related case right now before the Supreme Court. I heard on the radio but, this morning. But, but we're but. not
1: against religious freedom, but we are against religious privilege, and we're not asking for privilege for ourselves either. That's a, basically our, I think, our position in relation to churches. There are many good people that believe all sorts of things. It doesn't make them a bad person just because. They don't believe like I do. I'm not a bad person because I don't believe like they do. He's a good
3: without God. Yeah, yeah, you're very
0: inclusive instead of exclusive.
1: Or or, or as someone said, you know, that uh, the Baptists are good because they don't want to go to hell and the Methodists are good because they want to go to heaven and freethinkers are good for nothing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think we're good for a lot of things.
1: (laughs) I certainly agree with,
4: Uh, everything that Jim has said, I would add that in contemporary political discourse in this country, the phrase religious freedom has been distorted to mean the right to discriminate. And people who want to discriminate against gay people, for example, say that their religious freedom requires that they be allowed to discriminate, sometimes violently. The phrase religious freedom sounds good, and I'm all for it, but it has been hijacked by the religious right to mean the opposite. Should properly mean... To mean religious privilege. Extreme religious privilege. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. So how is your group... Um, helping to change some of these things in our country.
3: Sometimes we uh, contact over certain issues. We may contact our senators uh, at the national level Um, as individuals. I think we had one time we got together and wrote postcards that we were going to mail in, but generally it's more of an individual participation in the political process rather than as a group. Sometimes we talk about issues, and certainly Lamar Hankins, we've never said his name, but he's organized with you this mm-hmm. show. He's a retired lawyer, and he frequently sends us different articles that are press releases or articles that would be relevant to political issues. And on an individual level, then, we may or may not choose to contact congressmen, I Personally, have a even though I have contacted uh, our congressmen and senators, uh, I personally personally find it hard to get motivated because I don't think our national senators are going to change their mind. So it's hard for me to get motivated to even though I do from time to time sent to contact Cornyn or Cruz. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we have the same obligations as anyone else to be good citizens. Mm-hmm. And, and to do what we can and what we think, try to, to to persuade our representatives to be fair, fair to everyone. So we do participate, not necessarily much as a group, as Shirley says, right. Um, but as an individual, we're, I think we're all pretty active in expressing our views when we think something's going wrong. And, of course, Lamar is, is a prolific writer. He writes about a lot of things. And... Uh,
0: I guess I should rephrase my question as like how as an individual are you politically active or not active Okay <laughs> Go ahead
1: Go ahead Um I write letters Okay I have uh written letters to editors I speak my mind pretty freely You gave a about gave, a, you a, you, about what I think should be happening You gave just, an
3: invocation to the San Marcos City Council like I of years did ago. I gave it Oh. I
1: gave a secular invocation in front of a, the San Marcos City Council mm-hmm. um, in which I invoked. It was called an invocation. I invoked the higher, highest principles of, of our country and our, and our city, which is fairness of all, service to all, that we have a diverse population in this city and, and all need to be served and uh, things like that rather than invoking God's presence, which right. I couldn't very well do from my perspective. To that extent, we're pretty active in-
3: As a group, yeah. I guess. Oh, go ahead, Gil. Gil.
1: Well, I don't know whether it's quite
4: uh, an activity as a group, but a number of us under Jim's direction were very active in, and have been very active, in giving food to the school fuel program.
0: Oh, okay. And
4: uh, Jim gave a, last summer I guess it was, uh, gave a, a party which raised quite a lot of money for the school fuel organization. And uh, we, we've we been active on that front.
3: For se- several years we also served meals once every two months at Southside Community Center. But recently they've kind of prohibited that, I guess is against health code oh. so we're not allowed to do that anymore
1: we feel an obligation to be good citizens I, that's yeah. not any different than religious people but but um some people would say that atheists and, and secular people can't be good citizens but but we feel an obligation and and every year incidentally we take up a collection amongst ourselves and donate it to a local charity we try to do a different charity every year mm-hmm. and uh, We've donated every year between $3,500 and $5,500 to some local charity. Because you're a
0: small organization. And we're a
1: very small group. There's only about 10 to 12 that are active that come to meetings. We have a mailing list of 20-some-odd, but but, uh, there's only usually about 10 to 12 that are active. And when I did the benefit party for for School Fuel, we raised over $11,000, and much of that...
0: I don't know. For a small group, you're certainly active. Most, most, most,
1: <laughs> most of that came from Freethinkers. We invited a lot of people, but right. over half of the donations I got were from, from Freethinkers. We, we do have an obligation. to. We, we feel like we have an obligation to be good citizens, and we try to be.
0: All right. We have to take another break. We'll be right back.
4: Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to End of the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. End of the Gray is a public interest radio program
1: we can all enjoy.
4: That's End of the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas.
0: Hello, starshines. This is Chill B. Listen to my radio show, Killzone San Marcos, every Monday at 4.02 p.m. on kzsm.org, your community radio. Later.
4: KZSM.org and the incredible people at the City of San Marcos Main Street Program are proud to present live music with the Kissing Alley Concert Series. KZSM.org is proud to host this free, family-friendly event that is located at 121 East Hopkins, across from the historic downtown courthouse in San Marcos. The Kissing Alley Concert Series is every third Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. and is a partnership with the Third Thursday Walkabouts. Come on out and support live local music and community radio at KZSM.org. See you
2: downtown.
0: Okay, if you just joined in, you're listening to me. I'm Ellen, and my show is The Ellen B. Show. And I'm here talking about free thinkers. Uh, and I'm doing it with uh, Shirley Ogletree, a teacher of psychology at TSU part time, Gil Fulmer, I keep messing up your name, huh? who taught in the philosophy department at TSU and now retired, and Jim Barry, who worked as a civil employee at one of the mil- military bases in San Antonio. And um, okay, so Jim is giving his phone number out, which is 512 754 seven eight one four to so anybody who wants more information on their group or on the free thinkers in general they meet once a month not on a regular day and surely want to tell us about your meetings and how it goes and
3: okay well uh, we we uh just have fun talking with each other sometimes we have a topic sometimes we'll decide we want to bring up a certain topic and discuss it at a meeting but other times we just get together and and talk about issues that are important to one or more of us or different things that are happening Uh, usually um, as Jim was saying there's about 10 to 12 that come some people come sometimes and don't come others but We usually meet at the Hankins' house. They're very generous, and others of us usually bring some snacks. And we just talk and eat, and some drink wine and some don't.
0: Okay, can you just tell us, like, what are some of the past? issues you talked about so people
3: have an idea of what well uh the one that pops out to me because i led this discussion Uh was on free will and determinism so i'm a determinist i don't believe in free will but i think i didn't get people convinced uh there's a lot of people in the group who uh probably still believe in free will i believe in will and decision-making, but I think it's determined, not free. It's the free term that bothers me.
0: Ah, how is it determined?
3: Well, the choices that we make are, we consider a lot of options is how I would define it, but I would define determinism as ultimately there's only one possible outcome of a decision-making process, and that outcome, is based on the thought processes, our cognitions, but those thought processes are, de- are determined by our biology, our genetics, our past environmental experiences, uh, and our current environmental experiences and the interactions among those. So given uh, that we're the same person, if we could hypothetically do this, make the same decision 10 times in a row, I would argue it would always end up being the same decision.
0: All right, that's interesting. What, what are the other? Topics you talk about, or have been in the past, or maybe in the future.
1: We uh, quite Does often somebody bring up a topic? Exactly. We, what we quite often talk about uh, separation of church and state issues. Right. Uh, about what we perceive as violations of that principle and what to do about it, and and that's a that's a popular topic for ourselves. We have also talked about. Other things that probably don't have anything particularly to do with secularism, the immigrants, the the, the problems of the border, political current political issues. Right. Um, right. We may talk about anything, and quite often, someone during the month, because we communicate quite a bit by email between meetings, someone will suggest a topic that they would like to hear discussed. Oh, and, and sometimes they'll pick someone that they think was. The best person to lead it and ask them to volunteer to do that obviously anything having to do with psychology we have about three, three choices yeah. there but three
3: three psychologists, psychologists, retired psychologists,
1: psychologists uh we volunteer. have a we have a business uh professor we uh-huh. have a philosophy professor if it has to do with theology we go to our our, our retired minister <laughs> if it has to do with law we go to um someone like lamar if it has to do with language we go to uh to uh um uh, june hankins who's a retired professor of english and, oh, and, uh, and we've got a social and, work professor and, and too. since i don't have any particular expertise i'm the one that You're, gets to ask all the questions no,
3: your expertise is darwin sometimes jim's parties have celebrated darwin's birthday
1: oh we we have done that we've had darwin's birthday parties a couple of times
4: mm. A topic that's likely to come up at the next meeting is the Methodist General Convention at which they have voted this week to maintain prohibitions against gay marriage and gay clergy, and that's... Receiving a lot of attention and causing a lot of regret and lamentation on the part of progressives in the United States in particular. And uh, will probably have some things to say about that
0: well um now can you just speak a little bit about comfort because we sort of like glanced over it, like another minute or two you have people can about visit the, comfort town of comfort and, 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 the town of comfort and, and it's free
1: thinker history
0: just a little bit comfort and what was the other town
1: well sister Dale and Bernie
0: Dale and Bernie, uh, and,
1: and, and were yeah, all yeah
0: yeah so if people went to visit those towns would they be able to find anything about the freethinkers there? Are there any yeah, museums the, there's or the what? Tour
1: de Union Monument, okay. uh, which celebrates the uh, freethinkers who, who tried to escape from being drafted into the Confederate Army, and they wanted to go into Mexico and eventually w- make their way to New Orleans, where they hoped to join the Union Army. Right. And uh, that's a national monument. That's uh, maintained in, in the town of Comfort. There's a Freethinker plaque that describes something of the history of the Hill Country Freethinkers. Not, but our, there's group. No, there's not no, our group, but the the, yeah. the Germans that, that settle there.
0: There's no museum in any of the towns?
1: Uh, not that I know
0: of. I don't know I of any. So. No, huh?
1: They do have those plaques. Um, Comfort's a lovely town to visit. Yeah. Got some good restaurants.
3: And it's the almost the time for uh blue bonnet season in the hill country. A few more weeks, so that'd be a good reason to take a trip out that way too. That's true. Um,
0: I want to thank everybody for coming. I enjoyed learning about the free thinkers. Um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know anything about them, and now I do.
1: (laughs) Well, you should come to one of our meetings, Ellen, and learn more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that, but then I said to myself, ah, we'll see. I've, I've got so much on my plate right now because I'm a precinct chair. So it's pretty. I'm pretty active. But if anybody wants to get in touch with Jim for more information on the Free Thinkers, go to five one two seven five four seven eight one four. You'll get a machine, but he will call you back. Um, I want to thank Shirley and Jim and Gil for all the information. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I've got some meeting announcements. Do I have time? Uh, okay, since says I have time. The San Marcos City Council, they meet the first and third Tuesday of each month at 5 p.m. 630 East Hopkins Street, San Marcos. Uh, information 512-393-8000, or you can go to www.sammarcos.com tx.gov that's the city council and then you have the hayes county commissioner's court meets every tuesday at 9 a.m that's in the morning 111 east san antonio street in san marcus the phone number is 512-393-2205 website you can go to www.co.hays.tx.us. And the Hayes County Commissioners Court—they do live streaming. I write poetry, and I'm not—I sh- don't think I've ever read any during the show. I've always kept it to our Monday show. So this was written by March 25, 1995, and it says, "Stay in the moment and feel the joyful explosion of life." Here's another one. It says. To know thyself is to let the mind and body be joined in a marriage of foreverness. You don't want to say anything?
3: Foreverness, uh, that's thought-provoking. You that could come read that at our meeting and we can
0: discuss it. <laughs> okay, how about this one? My microphone. Oh, that's all right. Love just needs a fierce desire or a spoken wish to become. Okay, Sydney's saying it's time to say goodbye. So I'm just gonna leave you with this one last poem. The universe was created from a great desire. So till next time, be kind to yourself and others and enjoy life. Bye.